Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's. Well, thanks to all of you who've taken the time to dial that Werribee Kia open line. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. the number. Can't take any more of your calls. Now we've run out of time. A little David Stevenson, NBL CEO, has been good enough to join me to talk some NBL. Great to have your company and great to have the NBL back tonight after a weekend off. Welcome to you, David. Great to have you on. Thanks, Dwayne. Always a pleasure to spend time with you. I appreciate it. I said tonight, but it's really today. New Zealand, Adelaide, the early game. Uh, so it kicks off again or tips off again? Yeah, 5.30 tonight, seeing uh, a, couple, a couple of good teams that have bounced back after some, some mixed form over, over the... Uh, course of the season, so we can't wait for that for that game tonight. And Cairns and Brisbane, uh, one that you'll have a close eye on to make sure it doesn't get too volatile. Yes, there's, a, there's definitely a good story there. I think with uh, with Aaron Baines and the situation uh, at the previous time they these two teams played, but again, I think they're all uh, big enough and, and bold enough. They'll get through a good night. I'm sure it won't. Uh, we'll be pretty uneventful. Yeah, how how did you see that? All I mean, you dealt with it fairly well, fairly quickly. It did take some investigation, but the footage was there for all to see of uh, the the little push with Aaron Baines. Yeah, look, I think in all these things, it's important to make sure you you, you cover off your bases by doing your diligence. I mean, you had to speak to all the players and the coaches, um, and again, I think they're all um, well enough. Uh, versed on, on what our rules are and educated and, and we've got to stand strong on those things. So a, a five-game suspension is a pretty significant one, but um, we've got to be clear on, on what those expectations are and everyone understands them. Is it dangerous having the locker corridor crossover at halftime? Yeah, look, we've definitely um, had a review on our end to say there's some things that we could do differently and, and we've already implemented a few of those changes. Um, but I think in the nature of some of these venues when lockers are next to each other, um, that there will be some interaction and, and 99.9% of the time there hasn't been any challenges. So we've got to make sure we consider that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but have you ever had a Friday night triple header before, Perth and Sydney, the late game? Oh, not, not that I know of, Dwayne, certainly not in, in my time. Um, but it's amazing the, the visibility that late Perth game gets in uh, kicking off on Australian Eastern at 9.30. Um, people just seem to love it. And so often those that broadcast has actually got more audience than, than sometimes our 7.30 games. A couple of, uh, well, there's been a few talking points. I was always amazed when I broadcast the NBL how nasty some of the coaches become in-game. I mean, they're at the refs all the time, all game. And, well, Chase Buford was a championship winner, so who am I to tell Chase to maybe sit down occasionally? But it did look as if it 
had toe over the line all over it for mine looking at it uh, for a while and you've decided to step in as well in that area. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've now been in the role six months. I've been to every venue, watched a lot of games, and I just feel like some of the behaviour across all elements of our of our game, both fans and players and coaches and officials towards the referees, just is pushing the boundaries. And I'm a big believer that the game doesn't exist without the referees. They do a fantastic job. Um, they're, they're averaging almost 90% accuracy on their calls, and there's not too many other parts of our games that have 90% accuracy. And so I'm just going to make it very clear that we'll have zero tolerance for any abusive behaviour towards the referees. And um, people are on notice, they understand the implications of it. And and if someone crosses that line, then the referees know they've got my full support to take the necessary action. Is that something you are proactive with as NBL CEO? Does Larry Kesselman, he owns it, does he say, hey, David, I don't really like this? Because... I mean, for a long, long time, we have been told, well, that's just basketball. That's just the way it happens in basketball. Yeah, look, there's certainly not a direction from Larry. Larry's been an incredible support from for all the initiatives that we're trying to drive uh, in, in the full-time staff. But um, the, the coaches are very clear at the start of the season on, on what those expectations were. And we want to make sure that as as uh, kids who come along and see that interaction and then go and play on a, on a Saturday morning, um, that they know that the referees must be treated with respect um, and they've got to be treated professionally in the way that every other person in our, our league is. So um, that's very clear. Is there a way you could have played last weekend? You know, we, we would have loved to have. Uh, I think, as as you know, but maybe not all the listeners uh, may not know, is we do have these mandated breaks from FIBA. Uh, they're usually cleared on the calendar for the national teams to play. Coming off the back of the World Cup, there, were, there was no games for the Boomers. So it was disappointing not to be able to have uh, the, the best and, and brightest players representing their country all playing in BL games. But uh, we need to respect those rules and, and we're providing that feedback along the way. But all it does is build great anticipation for, for the games kicking off tonight. Been a bit of uh, rumour around about Dwight Howard. Uh, is he coming? What's he doing? Have you been talking to him? Yeah, we've, we've been having uh, lots of conversations with Dwight over an extended period of time. And he's seen value in the strength of the league. And he's still got aspirations to get back into the NBA. I know he's, he's playing overseas at the moment. But it, it's been uh, surprising coming into this role of how many ex-NBA players are wanting to come and play in, in the NBL. And, and at different stages of their career, some, some have had a short time in the NBA, some have had a relatively long period. But... I think it just authenticates um, our view that the the NBL is a really strong league and a great pathway into the NBA. And there has been a bit of criticism that the big men get fouled out a bit in our league. We don't want to criticise the refs, of course, but uh, certainly wouldn't want Dwight fouling out, would we? No, no. It'd be nice to see him <laughs> on, on court if he does uh, does proceed that way. But um, I, I think, look, the, the, the idea of seeing our stars, um, whether they be local stars, whether they're the next stars or the emerging uh, NBA draftees or all those people have had a long career in the NBA, we want to see as many of those stars on court making spectacular plays and providing great entertainment for families. You any closer to nailing down where your expansion venues are going to be? And uh, will there be, is there there's still a bit of talk internationally about where you might be able to get to at one stage? Yeah, there's, um, you know, it's really exciting, actually, when you think of all the conversations we're having, both domestically and internationally. We always keep coming back to the three things that we need 
to be in place, a strong fan support, strong corporate support, and then uh, particularly strong government support from a venues and, and infrastructure perspective. And so all of those expansion conversations are at different stages against those three criteria. Uh, the international one's pretty interesting, particularly when you start to look around Asia, uh, the close proximity for us, the, the similar time zone for broadcast, and the fact that Australian basketball is viewed so highly in those markets. Uh, there's, there's at the moment a lot of regulations that, that FIBA present us from having teams from those countries come and play in our league, but uh, we're having good conversations with them, and um, who, who knows? Hopefully over the coming years, you'll see the NBL continue to grow and expand from our current 10 teams, maybe towards that 14, 15 team mark. Singapore most likely, if it does happen from Asia? Singapore is an easy um, easy option from uh, logistics and uh, ease of doing business there. But you know, when you start to look at some of the other countries around Asia and the role that basketball plays there, you know, you've got uh, Philippines, which is by far and away the most dominant sport. Uh, you've got Indonesia, uh, a lazy couple of hundred million people who love their basketball, as we saw through the World Cup. You've got Japan, who, whose strength in their league is continuing to grow. So even outside Singapore, there's a number of bigger markets that I think could be pretty compelling as well. Great to hear, David. The competition's flying. You're doing a great job and can't wait to see it back in action for the triple header today. We'll talk soon. Sounds great. Thanks for your support, Dwayne. Take care. David Stevenson, NBL CEO. And uh, a quick reminder, you can watch every game of the Hungry Jacks NBL on ESPN. And uh, the early game starts at about 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time today. While I'm doing plugs... Big plug for our man, Sammy Edmund. Listen to This Is Your Journey on Sunday from 10am as we look back at our episode with champion Australian swimmer Hayley Lewis, all thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives, and they're celebrating the life of Hayley Lewis with This Is Your Journey. And Sammy Edmund doing the hosting duties there. Back to wrap it up straight after the break. Great to have so many of your calls and your texts coming through. Always great to have your company.